Good morning, class. Good morning, Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Uh, another day at Faith School is another day of victory, hallelujah, because around here, we just don't accept defeat, impossible, failure, depression, discouragement. We fight against that. We resist that. Now, if you live down here on earth, you're going to have thoughts and feelings and issues and circumstances and challenges come to you. Everybody will, and you can't control all of that. You can control your response to it. Hmm? Whether you just throw up your hands and say, I just can't, it's over, or whether you say, no, no. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I am an overcomer, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, open your mouth, say it out loud. I can, I can do all things, do all things through, Christ through Christ who strengthens me. Who strengthens me. I, am I am an overcomer, an overcomer. In, him. in Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the class. We've saved you a seat right here. These are nice people. You won't mind sitting, <laughs> sitting with them. And they're, they're, they're full of faith too. And, and that faith will splash on you. Hallelujah. And, and uh, you'll just immediately begin feeling better. Father, all of us agree together is touching this, asking for the utterance, direction, help for today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Hebrews 3, look at our text again. He's cautioning and saying, Hebrews 3, 7, if you'll listen to his voice, verse 8, don't harden your heart like they did. Verse 10, he said, I was grieved with that generation. They always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. God's ways are right, all of them. God's ways are justice, fair, and good. God's ways are good. And God's goodness, God's ways are faithfulness. All His ways are faithfulness. Faithfulness means you can trust Him. You can rely on Him. And so they kept failing to do that. They didn't realize how He functions and operates. That with Him... It's not just about knowledge. It's not just about, you know, uh, technicalities. It's about heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God always looks at the heart. He looks past everything else right down into our hearts. He knows our motives, our intents. He knows. And what he, he knows we don't know everything. He knows how limited we are in our experience and knowledge. He didn't expect us to know everything, but he does expect us, especially after he has demonstrated over and over again his faithfulness, 
He expects us to trust him. Is that unreasonable? It's not. It's not. If you had kept your word to somebody for a thousand times and you had always been there for them, you had never betrayed them, you had never misled them, never let them down, always did everything you told them you would do. And if when something else comes up, they say, well, I don't know about them, whether they will or they won't, you just never know what Brother Keith's going to do. Well, that's not a blessing, right? What are you saying? Well, he might keep his word. What did I do the last 500 times? Well, yeah, but you just never know. (laughs) Would it be unreasonable for me to be irritated about that? And go, how many times do I need to demonstrate that you can count on me? It's not unreasonable for a person to be irritated about somebody who no matter what you show them and how many times you show them, they're still like, well, I'm not sure. I just don't know. Well, let's have to wait and see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No. It honors somebody, though, if you say, well, I don't believe that bad thing about them. And I tell you what I know about them. Everything they ever told me was right. And they kept their word to me. And so, no, I, I expect them, if they told them, uh, I've had people, in, and we've been in the ministry, you know, for 40 years now, and uh, I've, I've had people that we were able to sow into and the ministry was able to sow, or if they had a problem and the Lord dealt with us and dealt with our board and our ministry to help them financially or do some things, sometimes I've just told them or I've, I had my representative to tell them we're taking care of that, and they acted like it was done. They celebrated, they shouted, they ran around the desk, they dropped the phone, you know, and uh, they hadn't seen any money. Huh? What do they believe? They believe our word is good. Is that right? Well, see, does that honor us? That honors us. I actually had a minister friend of one some years ago, somebody was trying to tell him that I had done something and it was bad and it was wrong. And he just looked at them and he said, well, I don't believe that. I know Brother Keith, and I just don't believe that that's true. I mean, I got no proof of that. I got, how do you know that? And it wasn't true. It was a lie. It was something that somebody just made up. It's amazing how people just make up stuff and, and just, you know, have you ever seen stuff on the internet? <laughs> oh, dear me. Wow. Uh, they tell stuff on the news. This is absolutely fabricated. A few years ago, I would hardly believe that. But some things happened that were told on the news that I happened to know the details of what happened. And it was a complete fabrication. People say, well, you know, they couldn't tell it if it wasn't so. Oh, honey, don't believe that. (laughs) Come on, wake up. The world is full of lies and fabrications and distortions. Thank God there's a place you can find truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Absolute, perfect truth pure, unchanging, eternal truth. If God said it, it's true and true forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can count on it. And after him coming through for us repeatedly, we should not doubt nor question. We should be ready. Even before he finishes the sentence, we should be saying, it's true. 
Yeah, but you had not heard. I don't have to hear the rest. It's true. If it's coming out of his mouth, it's true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what we base our life on. Say it out loud. I believe, I believe. Every, word of God. every word of God. It is sure. It is, sure. It is, true. It is true. And I accept it. And I trust him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now it'll, it'll go crosswise many times with what you're seeing and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing, but you'll find out these things are temporary, subject to change, but his word will stand the test of time. Go back with me, if you would, excuse me, to Numbers uh, 16. Let's look further at this 11th event. What happened after they uh, got the word that they had to go back into the desert because they wouldn't believe? Number 16, Korah and Dathan and Abiram gathered together with 250 famous princes of the congregation. So this is a, this is a full-on, full-blown rebellion, well supported by the people, sadly. How many know the, know the majority is not always right? Huh? People say, well, yeah, but so-and-so's backing it. And so and so. Well, 250 famous princes were backing it. It was absolutely devilish and wrong. Don't get caught up. You know, learn to be led for yourself. Right? Learn to ask, inquire of the Lord and check in your own heart. And when you get something from the Lord, don't just go with the crowd. And don't let people intimidate you and sway you to ignore what you get inside. Because oftentimes people are weak, they're fearful, and they go with the crowd. And they don't realize somebody had a bad idea and misrepresented it. And other people got on the wagon. And then other people said, well, if so-and-so's on the wagon, it must be okay. And other people said, well, now 50 people are, are a part of it, it must be okay. Uh, but it's still based on somebody's bad idea. Mm-hmm. Come on, can you see this? Yes. Now, well, there's 100,000 people that, that are liking this page and this thing. And, and it must be okay. No, 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 no. Two million people were wrong. How many remember? Back it up to Kadesh Barnea. Only two were right. Is that right? Out of two million. That's one in a million. Right? Only one in a million out of this bunch was right. Caleb and Joshua, the rest of the bunch, were so wrong that all the people aged 20 and up besides them missed out on the, totally missed the plan of God and died out in the desert. No, no. Don't go with the crowd. Don't be conformed to this world. Go with what you, you know by the Spirit of God inside you. Go with that. Always. The scripture said the group came to oppose Moses and they said, you've gone too far. This whole community is holy. Why do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? Now, if we look further into it, uh, Moses called Dathan and Abiram to come. He was trying to save them from being consumed and judged with Korah. Verse 12, Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. They said, we will not come up 
Is that disrespectful? Even if you think your elder is wrong, you can still listen. Is that right? You can still show up and show some respect. They didn't do it. They said, we're not coming. Is it a small thing, they said to him, they sent word back to him, that you have brought us up out of a land that flows with milk and honey? They're calling Egypt the land that flows with milk and honey. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And you've brought us up to kill us in the wilderness. Is that a small thing? Except you make yourself altogether a prince over us. You've decided you're a prince. You're over all of us. They're basically the whole bunch of saying, who put you in charge? Who do you think you are telling us what to do, where to go, and how to do? Who, who made you prince? You ever heard people say that? Who died and made you king? You know, who, who, who left you in charge? Well, see, we just got through reading that in a previous class in the book of Acts when they said, who made you a ruler or a judge? And the rest of the verse said, God made them a ruler. God chose them. God made them a deliverer. So what's the answer to the question? Who put you in charge? God. God put Moses in charge. But they are defying that. And they're saying, you've not brought us into the land that flows with milk and honey. And you haven't given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Moses is the reason they hadn't got to the promised land yet? No. Whose fault is it? Their fault. But see, have they hardened themselves? They won't repent. They won't take any responsibility for it. They're hardening themselves. They said, will you put out the eyes of these men? Say what? Can you see how the devil is? See, the devil is putting thoughts in their mind. You better not go over there. Uh, Moses will blind you. (laughs) Huh? How many people has he blinded so far? (laughs) No, we, we can't go over there. We can't go over there. We will not come up. We will not come up. It made Moses mad. You know, the Bible said in Numbers 12, 3, Moses was the meekest man on the planet. But even if you're the meekest man on the planet, you can still get mad. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) He, he, He was very wroth. And he said to the Lord, don't respect their offering. They're going to come trotting out here in the morning with their censers. He said, don't receive it. I haven't taken one donkey from them. I haven't hurt one of them. This is developing into a really serious situation. These guys don't know it. But this was the last chance they had to live longer. In less than a day. They, their families, everything they have, everything they own is going to be wiped from the earth. And the reason Moses called them to come see him is not because he didn't have anything to do. Can you imagine everything that's required dealing with this bunch of two million people? And yet... Even though they've been so disrespectful, even though they helped put forward this rebellion and defiance, 
Moses sends word and says, men, would you come and let's sit down and talk, to, uh, talk together, just the three of us, trying to save their life, Try, trying to save their kids, their families. And what did they do? No. Who put you in charge? Are you going to put our eyes out? We won't come. Oh, hurts the heart to see how blind human beings can be, how dense, to not realize, as we say, what thin ice <laughs> you're on, right? To not realize how close you are to total destruction. Now, now people um, sometimes read these things, and we, we know from reading the rest of the chapter the ground opened up, and all of them went down into it alive, and it closed. And people say, man, I, you know, how could God do that? And then later on, you see serpents bit people, and you see the plague swept through and took, took out thousands of people. And people say, man, you know, boy, God was, God was mean back then, wasn't he? He's exactly the same today as he was then. He has not changed at all. He will never change. And no, God didn't just lose control and lose his temper and wipe out people. No, no. Ain't what happened. This is what happens when you don't have his protection. Is everybody listening? Yes, sir. This is what happens. For instance, we're going to study later about all those serpents that came and bit the people. Those serpents were already there. Huh? There were already who knows how many venomous snakes in the desert. They hadn't been having any snake problems. Come on, can you see this? Until they raise their voice and rebel and murmur against God and blame again. What happened? There had been protection around them. God's protecting them. They don't even have enough sense to know it. But when the protection of God is removed, oh man, the enemy has been wanting to take you out. Can you see that? For years, he's been chasing, he's been looking around the wall and the perimeter, and he's been checking it for cracks and everything. And when the protection is not there, that's when you see stealing, killing, destroying, plagues, serpents, earthquakes, natural disaster. I mean, all of this stuff is a lack of protection. And uh, we need to be serious as families, as churches, as nations, as a nation. One of the worst things our nation and any nation can do is reject God. Remove Him from everything. Remove Him from schools and government. and Remove Him from everything and, and, and work against churches and condemn the gospel and promote false religions and false gods. And then if you start having problems, say, oh God, help us. Which one? Which one? Uh-uh. There were times when they rejected God until the point when they were in dire need. They cried out. And he said, go call your new gods. Let them deliver you. No, the most serious thing can happen is to be without God. On your own. Without his help. Without his protection. No, if you honor God, though, 
He will honor you. Hallelujah. He will keep you. You can even dwell under the, the wings, under the shadow of the protection of the Most High. Amen. He will keep you. Oh, somebody say, He will keep you. He will keep, he will keep you. you. But in order to have that, you can't rebel against God. You can't badmouth His people and disrespect all His things and then expect to have His full protection and His full provision. Doesn't work that way. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. But if you're disobedient and rebellious, you'll be devoured by the sword, the scripture said. Not because it pleases God. He's not willing that any should perish. You know, Jesus, when he was in looking over Jerusalem and he was getting close to the time when he was going to the cross, the Bible said he looked over the city and he wept. He wept. He said, Oh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem that kills the prophets. Isn't that the same kind of spirit? that They'd like to kill Moses and Aaron right here. They want to do away with them. You kill the prophets and, and, and stone those that are sent to you. Now listen to what Jesus said. He said, how often I would have gathered you like a mother hen and her chicks. But you wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't let me. You wouldn't come to me. And then he warns them about destruction that's coming. Why? Because outside of his protection, there's death. There's curse. There's destruction. How many, when the Lord says, come, come, what do you do? Cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> you, better, you better get your little self. Is that right? Under that wing. <laughs> huh? Yes. You get up under the wing. And the most you do is peep your little head out and go, oh, okay, I'm staying back in here. <laughs> staying back in here. I'm staying under his protection. Everybody said out loud, I draw near. I draw near. To the mighty God. To the mighty God. I acknowledge. I, acknowledge. I am not enough. I am not enough. On my own. No amount of man's power can keep me and protect me. I rely on the Lord my God, on the creator of the heavens and the earth. I run to you, O God. I draw near to you. I submit myself under your mighty hand. Your mighty power. I put myself under your wings and I stay close. And my soul follows hard and close with you. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for sparing me from all the evil. In this world, I trust in you. I trust in my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What does the 23rd Psalm say? The Lord is my shepherd. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I shall not want. He, he makes me to lie down in the green, lush pastures. He leads me beside the still, calm, wonderful waters. He restores my soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His rod and his staff, they comfort thee, me. They protect me. Hallelujah. So that's what the shepherd did with his rod and staff. He had whacked the wolf on the head. Is that right? <laughs> Some varmint, <laughs> some predator come trying to take his. And, and, and you know, maybe the little sheep couldn't defend themselves. But the shepherd with that mighty arm lay that rod up against his head and he has to run away. Is that right? And, and the sheep is protected. Hallelujah. He prepares a table before us. In the presence of our enemies, he keeps us. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Surely, Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me and stay with me and keep me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm a blessed sheep. I'm a safe sheep. I'm a kept sheep. I'm a protected sheep. Provided for sheep. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. And our time's up again. Hallelujah. What's our part of all this? I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Even though we're in this world, we're not of it. And He is continually keeping us from the evil that's in this world. Well, uh, time's up like we said. Come back again next time and we'll go further and further into this so we'll be kept more and more safe and more fully provided and blessed. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. Sure enjoyed being in Faith School with you again this week. I just, I know we're making progress. We talked about being close to the Lord in that last uh, uh, message today. And uh, the biggest mistake people can make is pulling away from God, getting mad at God, cutting off from him. James 4 said, draw near to him, to God, and he will draw near to you. If you've been having trouble in your body, in your marriage, with your kids, your family, your finances, your business, getting mad at God because you don't think he's helping you enough or doing enough for you is just being totally self-centered and focused. You exist to please him. Don't get mad at him. Draw near to him. Go to church. Don't go away. Get in the word. Pray. Draw near and you'll find he's got all the answers. And you'll find he was never holding out on you. He was never your problem. Just pray it out loud with me. Father, I draw near to you. I'm not running away anymore. I come to you. I give myself to you. I will draw nigh. Thank you for bringing me into light and freedom 
and blessing. Hallelujah. I'm believing with you. Thank you for your partnership and prayers and faith. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.